Welcome to DJ Hustle Podcast. Special announcement today, man. We got one of the legendaries in the building from the Bay, Gary Archer. What's happening with you, Gary? Come on, Hustle. You know, everything's good over here, man. Loving life to the fullest. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel bad telling people how good I'm doing. I'm so blessed. God you is are good. blessed, man. You are blessed, man. So No doubt. So, Gary, man, it's it's a blessing to have you on the podcast, bro. Um, you've been doing great things in the Bay. Um, give people your background, because people see you and they see your face and they know who you are, but they don't know your background in this hip-hop and what you've been doing for artists around the country and especially in the Bay Area, man. No doubt. Well, you know, started off as a young kid. I, I used to rap myself. Me and my brother was the DJ at the time and um, mm-hmm. actually, actually got a deal. Me and my friends got a deal back in, I want to say, 91, 92 with Columbia okay. Records. With a, we had a group called Lightside, right? And mm-hmm. it kind of, at that moment, I started realizing I didn't understand how the business worked, right? So, right. I, you know, people tell you, uh, especially your labels, oh, we like you a lot, come sign this deal. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they want you to do something they have in mind and right. it has nothing to do with what you wanted to, right? So so we, we never put a record out with them. And then I kind of fell back and started managing my brother, who's a DJ, mm-hmm. Jim Archer, Jim Archer from the Bay. And um, started getting gigs, you know, getting small yeah. gigs left and right like that. And um, back, I want to say, 90s, 97, 98, we did this remix vinyl service called mm-hmm. Strictly Hit, Lethal West. So we, so uh, Strictly Hits was, was the label, and we used to do these vinyls where my brother invented the eight-bar intro and actually put it on vinyl to make a DJ's to mix easy. And um, right. I actually made a lot of radio edits first before radio edits before the label, like the label always had their single, but my right. brother being my brother being a trendsetter, he's like, yo, these are the records I want and I want to play them on my show, right? So right. it started off first just making records because you couldn't play MP3s there so, right. at the time. So we, we ended up making a hundred records just so he could, him and his friends could have them, right? Like, so right. now him and his friends could DJ having them. And next thing you know, stores were calling us like, yo, how do we get those records? Right, right. Hold on, hold on. So that it turned into a giant company for us. Well, we started doing big ass series called like Lethal Weapon, Top Secret, um, Strictly for the Dreads, where we take dope ass reggae acapellas, put them over like dope ass hip hop beats. And um, right, right. we do like Strictly for the Breaks, like break records for DJs, party records, anthems, like things that a DJ would like. Right. And at the mm. time and at the time it was vinyl. So yeah. a DJ had to a DJ had to carry a thousand records everywhere he went. So everywhere. by by being able to being able to like almost like I don't know A and R a, a eight song piece of vinyl. DJs mm-hmm. were like, "Fuck, bro! I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be able to carry these thirty records and I'm good." Yeah. So so it turned into not only having something they could use, but we we're also solving a problem like that was mm-hmm. it's real difficult, and as well as. It's not like now where music's real available, right? Like your local right. record store didn't have the 12 inch and all these things were going on, right? So as we did that, I ended up, uh, my we, we produced this girl named Angelina out of San Jose, my brother did, which is the high energy at the time, mm-hmm. like started blowing up. And and then, then, then we signed this Filipino R&B group called Interlude and, wow. and One Voice, did these two Filipino singing groups. And that's where I was getting my feet wet in like running labels, right? We're like, oh shit, trying to figure this label thing out. Right. And then I end up signing Mr. Fab when he was 18 years old. Wow. So I find Mr. Fab when he's 18 years old, sign him to the label. And we actually were able to use this vinyl service to actually mm-hmm. finance everything. Wow. Right. And it was it was it was crazy. Like just just being, you know, I'm just 
this pre-internet, like really like it is. So it wasn't this big Google search. You had at the most yellowpages.com was the most you had, <laughs> right? It wasn't. Right, right. So I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to build this database. And as my brother's a DJ and we had this DJ service, uh, the records, I was actually seeking out the biggest DJs in all the markets that mm -hmm. on the radio, not on the radio. And I'm trying to get a hold of them, and just send them these records for free because right. I knew. I knew the power of influence back then. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, if, if Funk Master Flex has my records and he's playing my records on Hot 97, right. every other DJ in New York's like, how do I get that record? Right? So, so we started doing that. And my brother's smart as he is early in the game. He's like, gee, as we're sending them out, after about two months of sending all these records out, I started calling the radio stations, leaving messages for these big ass DJs. And you know, if you know radio, you're like, you get a number, you call, no one ever checks. No one ever calls no one nah. back. So I start calling. So I'm calling all these big ass stations, leaving voicemails in, in the mailboxes like Funk Flex and um, big ass, big ass DJs at the time. DJ Drama, Khaled was small, like Felly Fails. And all, I'm just, and no one really knows me yet, but, but, but they've been getting my records, I know. So all of a sudden I leave a message. I'm like, hey, this is Gary Archer from Oakland, man, Strictly Hits. I've been sending you those, those cool ass records, bro. If you get a moment, hit me on the phone. Left my number and. Mm -hmm. I got so many phone calls the next day, like, bro, what the fuck? Where are these records? How do I get more of these? Like, it was, <laughs> it turned into like, like a movie for us, right? And I'm like, I, I, so my brother's like, see if you get feedback for the records. Right, so right. So then I got these eight records, you know, eight songs on a piece of thing. I'm like, bro, if you mind, when I send you that shit, I'm going to send a sheet in there. and Just give me some feedback on last week's record. I don't care if you play it or not. That's none of my business. Just let me know what you're thinking. So I started, we started collecting all this feedback. Right. And at the time, we, we started becoming pretty big. And at the time, other people started doing vinyl like that. They're like, oh, yeah. fuck. There's some other people that started blowing, trying to do these things like Wicked Mixes. And some other people were doing it, right? And, mm -hmm. and so then at the time, the vinyl record store was big. Like the Bay Area had like 10 vinyl record stores, right? Yeah. And this one record store, not to say no name, they started making their own records, right, as well. And me being tied into the DJ scene, I had DJs working at all the stores, right? Like, yeah. You know, I already know, like, yo, what's moving, what's not? You know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be, you know, uh, <laughs> forward looking like, what the fuck? So next thing you know, I get a call like, yo, the feds are in here. I go, what? He's like, oh. yeah, the feds are raiding us for the records. You know, uh, F, you know, FCC violation, you know, the whole RIAA and shit, right? And I'm like, what? Holy shit. So at the time, I'm like, oh, shit. I hit my brother up and he's like, bro, go rent a big ass fucking 18 giant ass fucking U-Haul, right? Giant mm -hmm. one. And put all the records inside there. And still sell records. So we, we, we boom, we got the thing, we loaded all the shit in the truck and we parked it right around the corner, right from the office, like right around the corner. And then, then I got my man in the back of the truck. I'm, I'm, I'm sending, him, sending him text messages and he's loading boxes, right? For the UPS. Next thing you know, the feds pull up. The feds pull up to our office. Boom. He, he, he tried to tell us, you don't want me. You want them. They're the big guys. <laughs> so they pull up to our shit, bro. And they come, they come raiding in our shit. And we ain't got none of those records. Wow. All I got is Mr. Fab Records, Adriana Records, One Voice Records, right? That's all I got. And at the time, you know, my brother's doing giant remixes. So, like, he... He, for like the Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears. My brother did all the rhythmic mixes that got on rhythmic radio for all these pop groups, right? So <laughs> we had all these 
platinum records all around the fucking office, right? And it's early, like like I said, early in the day, 2000 maybe. So the, the feds, I'm like, yo, you guys are crazy, bro. We're really in the industry. Look at the walls, right? And right. So, so they so they left. And at the time, my brother was the music director for 94.9 in the Bay Area. And, and he just got promoted to Ooh. be the APD and music director for Wild 94.9 and KML. Wow. Owned by Clear Channel, both of them, right? So, so right in this time, my brother gets promoted, and it, and it's in that R and R magazine, right? The R and R magazine where they they talk about what's moving and shit. Right. So they right. have this big article, and then they have a quote from um from the dude that that owns Universal, um the two brothers, um oh my gosh, <laughs> Monty Littman, Monty Littman. Okay. So Monty Littman and his brother. Were the, were the owners of Universal Records, mm -hmm. okay? In that quote, it says, man, congratulations to Jazzy Jim. This dude's so forward-thinking with the way he picks records. There's, it, you know, it, it's no doubt that he became what he is, right? Right, right. And then my brother seen that and said, bro, we got to go holler at Monty Littman and see if we get some clearances for these records. Yeah. So my brother set up a meeting with Monty, and, and we and – we, he brought Monty the records with the cool covers, all the shit with the records. He's looking at them. He's like, yo, these are dope. Yo, mm -hmm. this is dope. And then my brother slid him the feedback. He's like, yo, this is the feedback we've been collecting on your records, right? And he's like, right. and he's looking at the DJ names, right? And he's like, yo, how you get the feedback from them? He's like, yo, this is big. And my brother's like, well, you know, because it's not coming from you. It's coming from me. And they feel like they have something like that's kind of like, I don't know, ahead, like kind of kind of they're part of something. In a sense, and he was like, "Yo, he's like, yo, how much it costs to do that?" So then it turned into the labels paying us to put records on, and Jim's like, "You, yo, you can't pay me to put a record on, but if I put mm -hmm. a record on, I'll let you pay me. But, right. but you're not, gonna, you're gonna not gonna start programming my my whole what I got going on, right? Yeah. So so that, that's where that started from, bro. And then then Fab starting to get bigger, mm -hmm. and you know. And then we start to um, move. We're moving around the country. The hyphy movement started to become big. Yeah. And that that's around the time I met you. And then so as you see, we met you out there. That's pre all this big internet shit. And it's because we knew how important it was to move around. And right. because of the vinyl stuff, that's how I had a lot of relationships with DJs around the country. So mm -hmm. we actually used to borrow my brother's shell gas car, get in the fat. I used to have a, a truck with Fab Space on it that we wrapped, and just leave for days at a time, living out the shell gas station with the card. Yeah, we driving to these cities because I knew a DJ, and they'd be like, "What are you doing here?" We're like, "No, we're just here to fucking figure it out." And DJs start <laughs> to fall like, and you know, so then that started to put us in a great position. And yeah. then at the time, uh, you know, World Star started coming out, right? World Star was mm -hmm. bubbling, and Q. It's right around the time that we released a video called Ghost Riding. Right. That's right when YouTube come out. YouTube's brand new. Twitter's fairly new at the time. Maybe not even out yet, about to come out. And and we released this Ghostwriter song. And that shit starts going crazy. This video. You guys were before going Twitter, crazy. though. You guys were before Twitter. Yeah, because you guys so, had a, we had no way. It was, I think yeah, it was even before MySpace. I think you guys no, yeah, really we, had it bubbling in the hoods. Because you, yeah, so you, you wasn't social media for that. When MySpace came out was around 2006, seven. Yeah. Right around that time, like when MySpace, when we were on MySpace, it was like, we, we blew up fast because we already been to all these cities. Yeah. So people were actually trying to find Fab. Like, yo, this dude came, man. He's from Oakland. So MySpace mm -hmm. let you look in cities. And it was, yeah. they had a great 
Like, like they didn't have an algorithm. They're like, bro, find what you want. If you're following them, you're gonna see it. And that's like they were dope. So yeah. so that, that kind of helped push this push us into the next lane. And this Ghost Rider thing came out, and we started getting these unique opportunities from like David Letterman, CNN. Yeah. They was like, yo, we want to talk to you about this Ghost Riding shit. And as that starts to move, Q Q starts his world star. And he's like, yo, let me put the video up on my site. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's your site? And he's telling me, oh, I got this site where I put videos up. And I'm like, word, yeah, word. And so, so we do that, and then other sites start popping up, like like uh, West Side West Side Riders, like all these other sites. And no one was really fucking with the Bay Area, or no West Coast people had a website that was from the West Coast. But wait, so like, wait, wait, hold on, right there. When did you get that aha moment? Because I know how you, I know how you think. So when did you get the aha moment? You're like, nobody's fucking with us. You know what? We got to do something different. So when was that moment was, for you? It was, it was when the hyphy movement started taking off because I spent five, six years trying to explain people this pot is bubbling, be a mm-hmm. part of what's going on. And then we had to actually do it ourselves. And then hell of people jumped on and said, "Oh, I knew." But, but, but I remember I had convers multiple conversations with these people, and the, you know, I. In the in, in the time, like I just because I don't challenge people's no's, they forget yeah. they already told me no, right? So mm-hmm. like they're like, oh, they so they're thinking they've been along the whole time. And my hype is like that was the moment. Like, if I want people to respect this West Coast, I have to I have to take rain. Cause like I call DJs or and they, and I, I I'm pushing a record and they're like, yo, gee, I fuck with that record. Send me five other bay records so yeah. I could do a set. And I'm like, wow. Why can't you just play my record? And they're like, nah, it's gotta be this, you know, and, and, and I understood it, but I'm also saying that's the problem. We're mm-hmm. trying to segregate music the way we used to segregate people, right? Mm-hmm. So my is like the, I gotta do this West Coast website. We're gonna call We the West. And actually, that's how I actually started meeting Snoop. Snoop mm-hmm. and Snoop and, and uh and, and the bakery dude was like, what's his name? Um Dada. Uh, Dada, Dada. Dada hit me like. We fucking own We The West. They're going like, yo, fuck that shit. And I'm like, oh, they're like, on gang, on gang, right? I'm like, oh shit. Like, I'm like, and I, and like, I'm, I'm not barely knowing him. Like we, I met Snoop and I'm telling him about We The West, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm like, We The West is dope. And then, then he's like, yo, that's dope. And I actually gave him a sweatshirt and he had it, We The West. And I got a picture with it, right? And yeah. then Dada hits me about, I said, bro. And I'm like, bro, I'm good. If you like, I ain't selling merch. Go do your thing, dog. I, and I try to explain what I'm doing, and then it became cool. But mm-hmm. but it started off with like, who the fuck are these people trying to write? And that's and which lets me know people care, right? So I was like, so we built that in a way where we could, you know, just do do the thing I'm talking about. Right. And then at the, so as we're doing that, it just that's that moved into into other people starting websites in the Bay Area, like the Thizzler mm-hmm. and some other people that actually had staff and like something to devote to it. I didn't have no staff. It was just me and my friend Dutch. And right. I actually push music all over the place. I'm actually trying to post on my spare time. I, I have a couple people like yourself at logins that have access, but you ain't gonna bubble like that. You can only bubble, right? If you're fucking grabbing the steering wheel and driving it, right? And, and I was like- down the hallway, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it was costing me a lot of money to have the website open and I didn't feel comfortable charging people like the rest of the other people to post site. You know, I, like I didn't want to get into that game of it. Mm. So, you know, even though it's still alive, I kind of fell back on that. And and that's when I was like, you know what's needed is every artist I talk to, mm. they they want to know what I think about their record. They don't, they don't care what I could do for them at the mm. moment. They're like, yo, listen to my record, listen to my record, listen to my record. Like, 
they're not even prepared to, to understand what to do with the information I give them. No. So, so people like myself or yourself in this position, we've already been down that game and we've already talked to hundreds of artists and gave them an hour each. <sighs> same thing of they call you two weeks later with the same question and not did one thing you suggested and, and, and be wondering, right? And it's like, yeah. I'm like, how do I make this easier for me <laughs> or people like Hustle or people like my brother or DJ Amen to, to open my email and give me feedback? They right. want to give me feedback, but it's really hard to give me feedback in an email. One, they got to open it, listen to it. Then they got to type paragraphs to really explain a record. And no one was my, even if you love me, you ain't going to type two, three paragraphs. Like if me and you got on the phone hustle, we're going to talk about a record, right? It's it's over. Mm -hmm. But an email, it's going to be like, if you like the record, you're like, yo, G, the record's cool. I'm going to see what I could do. And now I'm sitting back like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean in real life? Like in real life, right. in real life, what does that mean? Like, okay, I'm close. And 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 if a lot of artists and labels fall into the maybe game, they fall in love with the maybe. They fall in love with the information, right? And and forgetting how busy hustle is on what hustle's doing. And a DJ never walks in a building with his playlist in the order that he's playing it. Unless right. he already did the mix. Otherwise, it's really random. Hmm. He has an idea what he's trying to fucking play tonight. But this record and this moment decides what I'm doing next moment. Right. So I'm like, right. how do I make it easy for my big friends to give me feedback? And I'm like, right now, there's a system like, you know, there's a five star system, the like button. Right. And, you know, YouTube's out. And I'm like, I can have a million views, 10,000 likes. And there's got to be money there. But if I don't know what they like about it. I can't repeat it. No. And if I don't know what they don't like about it, I can't change it. If it's just, I like, I don't know if they kind of liked it, liked it a lot, their favorite. And I'm like, <laughs> what it's a different like game button? now. What if I could split the like button up and, and be like, how much did you like this about that? So, so first it was like, how much do you like the ice cream? I was like, yo, that, that's a better like button. Yeah. How much do you like it? I, then I'm like, but then that still doesn't, I don't know if, what if it's chocolate ice cream and how much you like it? And tomorrow I give you cherry ice cream and you don't like it as much. And I'm like, no, you like, and like, no, I like chocolate ice cream. Right. So I'm like, yo, how do I get deeper? I'm like, you know what? I said, you can do as many as you want, but I think there's everything that's like a four, a core four things that matter to it. Right. And I'm like, right. so in a song, in a song, I was thinking what matters, what matters when people listen to a song? What matters is the beat. How So instead of do I like the beat, because when I talk to Hustle about a beat, you're not like, AG, I like the beat. You're going to be like, you're really going to tell me how much you like the beat. Yeah. You're going to be like, yo, I think, yo, that beat right there, you're going to have you're gonna have something more than like, something else attached to it. So I'm like, okay, boom, how much you like the beat? Okay, how much you like the lyrics? Mm -hmm. How much you like the hook? And then hit potential of the record in, in your world, hit potential. And I'm like, yo, I think people, if, if we let people rate records like that from DJs to normal people, not only would Spotify and Apple have a better predictive mechanism, because you know right. what I liked about this song, mm -hmm. not, not I hit the thumbs up and now, now 
you putting it like it's my favorite song, like every other thumbs up, right? So, so now, now I'm not on it. So like, you know, so, so, I, so what I did is build an app for that to show off the gauge. And I'm like, you know what I'll do? I'll put some of my friends in like an expert panel mm-hmm. to where now people could actually hit them in the app and they can use the gauge and get feedback, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, I, I would have used that. And a lot of artists acted like they wanted to use that, but they really not interested in moving the career forward. Like, like they want some public facing thing that the world is, they'd much rather be on a, a review show with a hundred people watching it than, than, than have then real feedback from hustle that be on every, that be on do seven to nine DJ events a week. Like, like don't understand the difference of values. So as we're building that, I'm like, you know what? The whole world needs a better like button. The whole world needs yeah. a better five stars. So yeah. we started we started to gauge everything. So now we have the API where you can create your custom gauge. So yeah. for instance, if it's a restaurant, mm-hmm. like on Yelp, I'm a, hard, I'm a super Yelp user. I Yelp, <laughs> I look, and now I'm looking at a Mexican restaurant and there's 4,000 fucking reviews and it's four and a half stars. I could assume it's a good restaurant, right, Hustle? But right. I don't know what. But I don't know what the restaurant's good at until what? Now I got to click on them reviews and see what people are saying. Because I don't know what your four and a half stars means. But what if the restaurant, instead of stars, had had ambiance, service, cleanness, and value? Engage. And and now I instantly know what this this restaurant's great at, what they could use some help at. And then I could ask my wife, like, what matters? Oh, you know what matters? I just want dope-ass ambiance and food. I care about the service. Or tonight, I care about the service. Now I don't have to re-read. Man. So we've been deploying the API right now, like, the pop station in the Bay Area. They're using the games to pick records on their website. Okay. Um, for their audience so as wow. well as we're working with this a lot of auto companies and a lot of other things that that are, we have some ndas that things are popping off in the new year that it's super super exciting for a kid like me you know what i mean man you so- you did a good job man you to me you are a visionary bro um well since i've met you you've always had like if i have four ideas you had eight you know what i mean it's like hustle you should do this hustle, you should do that every time i talk to you you got something in your hand look, look at this look at that hit me up Talk about this. It never fails. You always come with great ideas, and you don't just have an idea and don't do anything with them. You have ideas that you move with them. You have a whole movement with you. So it'll, how you keep, drop how you keep yourself entrenched in that creative space, and you keep pushing it forward. I I think um at a young age, I I always wanted to be a lawyer, hustler, hustle. Like when I was younger, I always wanted to be a lawyer, and I, and I didn't decide to act on that until I was about 20, like 19, 20, about to get out of, out of high school. And then I find out there's all kinds of shit I could have did mm. before that time that have prepared me to actually maybe two years ahead of the process, but no right. one would tell me that, right? And I'm like, right. so I got frustrated, right? I'm like, you know what, F that. I'm just going to do whatever I do. And as years go by, I... My, my art of negotiation and, and my point a talent of, of being the one to help discuss or, or help translate like it became and it's haunted me it's haunted me 
about how many of my people, friends and non-friends that I could have saved their lives right. if I would have been a lawyer and not even did this music shit. Even though I saved a lot of people's lives doing music, right? but, but it, 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 it haunts me. So because of that, there's nothing. There's no idea that I have that I think is a good idea that I'm I'm never gonna move on, and 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 it's it's to failure, and and it's not like oh Gary does a hundred things yeah I do a hundred things but I only do one thing at a time right. at a certain time like like it's the digital era so my my phone my other phone with my <laughs> calendar yeah that alarms pop off at like two forty five p.m. and it says yo the next twenty minutes do this yeah. like like. Every, all my big ass shit, I don't, I don't do it to exhaustion. And that's why yeah. a lot of people to me fail because they have an idea, then they go run and they're running. And then you run all day long and you turn around, you say, I didn't go nowhere. And you're yeah. exhausted. So you tell yourself, this ain't, this might not be what it is. Mm. And so I, I used to do the same thing when I used to get my posters to, I used to go out that night and hang up 2000 posters all night long, wake up in the morning and be so juice and by that afternoon 85 percent of them are tore down because the city's like yo that's just too much yeah and then you start to realize fuck you can't get too far ahead of yourself of this eye because you ain't even got it all figured out right now right but but i never allow myself to all the way figure it out before i start because i think the information is within the movement yeah like start moving because that's going to cause you to talk to other people doing what you're doing and, mm -hmm. and then you allow you allow yourself to be wrong. Right. Like I always allow myself to be wrong, but I'm very rarely wrong twice about the same thing. But yeah, I have no problem not being the expert. And to me, we're always taught this 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 persona of no, you 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 can't show that. No, you can't seem like you don't know that. Like mm. and it's always been my advantage because people think I'm super sharp. But that's only because I've always always been able to say, oh, I don't know what that is. What's that? Mm. Be able to absorb it. Like I take information and apply it. Right. A lot of people don't take information and apply it. They just take information and, yeah. and respond. Right. You, so you've been a trailblazer, bro. I mean, you're a trailblazer in the bay, bro. And and out here in LA too as well. So um maybe you didn't do what you wanted to do as a lawyer, but right now you are a lawyer to me when it comes to the band area and that music because man, you make you make sure. It, you put your Mac hand down and no matter what you put your mind to, I believe you don't keep doing your thing, bro. You, to me, you the ultimate hustle, just like myself, man, you hustle hard. Come so you, you, you're a lawyer for the streets of the, of the Bay, bro. So don't sit there and say, nah, I didn't want to do it. You, you're doing it. You're doing it. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, I, I know that, but, but that, that helps drive me. And, you know, and I, I have a couple self things I do that maybe, you know, might help a couple people, bro. Like I come from the hood and, and, and we're tight. We're supposed to be too strong, too strong for anything and, right. and get through anything. But mental health is a real thing. Like, like yeah. don't bottle that shit up inside. Like if, even if you don't want to talk to somebody else, like yeah. myself, every morning before I take a shower, I have a conversation with myself in that mirror, looking at myself dead in the mm -hmm. eyes and making sure I'm serious and I'm looking back. And I take a shower, get out, and then I and I say something again, and I actually touch the mirror with my hand, give myself a high five, and hold myself responsible. Yeah. I said, man, hold on, man, this ain't just so like <laughs> knowing I knowing I'm gonna have to go see that guy tomorrow. Right. It helps me get my shit together. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people never even have a conversation with themselves and understand they have that much power with themselves. Exactly. A lot of people are comfortable with letting themselves down. I'm not. 
I'm not either. Not at all. I'm there's too many people that depend on on every word I, I do, every movement I do to to further what they do. Yeah. And like it's it's very big for me not to give up because it got hard, right? Like mm -hmm. I didn't wait for life to be not so hard before <laughs> I decided to be happy. Right, right. Like, you gotta be happy all the time, gotta get it together. Reaction. Like, like and, and you get what you give. Like this world, this world loves people trying to do the impossible. Yeah. If they're not crying about it. As long as they're not crying about it. No one's here saying, oh, I'm digging it. Oh, it sucks. No one's here that shit. Mm -hmm. But if you dig in and people are like, what you digging for? Like, bro, really? I'm about to dig this moat around this house. Every day you see this motherfucker digging, by the fourth day you see him digging, you proud of him. You gonna help him dig. You know what I'm saying? And that's what my daddy taught me. Like, when, when we broke down the car in Frisco when I was young, and my dad said, get out this motherfucker and start pushing it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Dad, we can't push this car up the hill. I might be seven. I said, and he said, son, right now you're going to learn a lesson. If we sit in this car and I put my hazard lights on, the whole world's going to pull behind me, honking their horn and saying, calling his names. Mm. Me and you get out of this car and start pushing this car, strangers will pull over and help us. I've been there. And, and, and that's why I know that you can't always look for the light at the end of the tunnel. You got to light your own light sometimes. You yeah. can't wait for the world to recognize your greatness. Greatness sounds like a different language. You yeah. have to have the patience to translate. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. everyone's used to bullshit. So, so it's hard. It's hard to understand something just because it seems too simple. They're like, no way. Hold on. What else is there? And you're like, nah, it's that simple. You get up mm -hmm. you be happy. Like, I was taught. So that's just my approach. Also, like, it's about reputation. Yeah. It's not something you wish. You can't wish for a reputation. The root, word of, the root word of reputation is what? Repeat. You are what you do. No matter how much you want to be a DJ, unless you DJ, your reputation's not that. Right. Your reputation would be a wannabe DJ. Because you're, and that's just what it is. If I'm out there lying in the streets, my reputation is what? Liar in the streets. No matter right. what I want it to be. So a lot of people don't understand. You do something all the time, it's bound to come make to make sense. Mm -hmm. You don't even know, you don't even have to be able to work out. But if you go to the gym every day, you're gonna get buffed, no matter what. <laughs> How? Because it's gonna end up happening. Yeah. People are gonna see it. They're gonna start helping that you never thought as well. It's just gonna happen. Consistency yeah. is what changes the world. Like nothing could happen like this and mean something. That's all. Man, I'm surprised, man. You haven't wrote a book yet, man. Come on, man. Give me, a, give me a book soon, man. Come on. I got a couple of books I'm almost done with, bro. For real, okay. for really, really. Um, you know, and that saying that that reminds me of something I do in Oakland at the Youth Uprising Youth Center in Oakland. Um, I I had this dream class where teaching kids it's okay to dream, and mm -hmm. then actually explaining what a dream is. I didn't realize that. Kids in inner cities, like in East Oakland, where, where, where this is at, where I'm at, these, the first day I asked them to write down their dream hustle, and they pass it forward, and I grabbed the paper, and I'm like, hey, Michael, where's Michael? Right here. I'm like, Michael, what's your dream? He's like, oh, man, you got my paper. Read that. I'm like, nah, you might say it different than you wrote it. Right. Right? And then he's like, oh, man, I want to be... I want to be a police officer. I'm like, word, that's what's up. How come? And he's like, you know, because, you know, a police officer killed, killed my brother. 
mm. shot my brother and, and he wasn't armed and 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 I, if maybe if I'm a police officer I could I could kind of help explain what goes on in these you know I'm like whoa and I'm like that's deep I said yeah, bro I said as great as that sounds that's not a dream I turned around and and I wrote police officer right police officer and I wrote goal next to that I next to that I said solve the police issue with community dream next to that yep that's it and then I vote. and then little by little i want to be this and like this and then what we take the next next four classes mm. the whole class goes one by one on the list and we all get on our phones and figure out what's the step by step to do it because yeah. a goal is something that's been done before those are easy mm -hmm. more steps but a dream is something that's never been done and you need yeah. a dream attached to your goal so you're willing to go through the bullshit it takes Man. And 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 so everyone leaves with like six to ten careers, zero to hero. This is what you do. That's what you got to do every time. And kids are kids are relentless and resilient too, man. They they have dreams that sometimes they get suppressed, and it takes people like yourself to go in the community, man. And come on, the, the white them, the the white man in the middle of Oakland teaching these man teaching these kids about like reality. Like what's crazy is like they there's really a stigma about white people bro like like and 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 i feel the same way about the way white america treats a lot of things tries to act like it's whatever you know i'm from i'm a minority in a minority society right so right. i i see how i'm me just by the third class kids done change their whole outlook on people yeah because you got so in general Gary, you got like, soul, bro you got soul you got like this dude hustle. You got reality. You got reality. You a teacher. I'm gonna start calling you the uh, Gary Archer uh, KRS One, the teacher. Come on, man. Hello, baby. <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? You you doing good. You doing God's work and great work. You know what I'm saying? You. You. I'm blessed you, to be able to, man. I'm blessed. Push good God. records. You teaching kids about the community. You helping them dream. You helping them write goals out. Man, what? I can see you doing a movie, man. Come on, Gary. Man, Talk someday. To me, man. Someday the movie's getting better, man. Movie's getting better. <laughs> but, but I very much know the beginning of the movie's more important than the end of the movie. And everyone needs to hear that that's watching this. Your yeah. beginning of the movie is so much more important than the end. No one cares about the end of the movie if that, that's all they saw. And yeah. too many people nowadays just show up with their trophies, man. And that's bragging. That's bragging. But if let me fall in love with your movie. Yeah. Anything you got, man, the beginning of the movie where I feel like I'm part of the beginning. Mm. Like, that's my music trick all the time. I tell these people, man, let these people be a part of the movie. Yeah. The beginning. That's real talk. If if I'm part of a movie hustle, I'm going to watch the whole movie with my hundred friends and wait for my name to go up in the credits, dog, and point to it. There it is. You know how so big it, that is to see your name on credit? What? I know what it Come on. So to, to, to give that, it's easier than people think to give that power to the normal person that works at Starbucks or works at the gas station that yeah. drives to the factory, right? Like they're, it's real, to me, it's, that's also, really, I like to make people feel good. So that's all, let's do that. Let's just stop right there. I do, that's what I do. <laughs> who are you pushing now, man? I mean, I know you got Fab. What's, what is your newest, who, who is the hottest artist right now in the Bay? To Oakland, to Vallejo, to uh, San Francisco? Who's the There's a few, Jose? let's say, um, so you got All Black is big, All Black is doing big, Larry June is doing great right now, my man Stunner Man is, is really making a, a giant move with the, uh, 
with the bench press on four five on me look like i'm you know bench pressing that's doing big cool big richard back managing that's big um there's a lot of youngsters man that, that are making the move it's just those are the ones actually getting more than just bay area love right right but um yeah this there's a lot there's a king sam young young kid named king sam there's this girl that i'm working with named uh trap star avi Mm. she's young she's pushing she's getting a lot of a lot of support um okay. i'm working with this kid named danielle from portland he's 19 and okay we just released his ep called 82nd and when i say superstar hustle like he's probably got already 12 million streams on his ep dog he got songs wow. with 5 million streams already on it 19 years old and he's sounds like nothing on the planet mm. like he's like just special like just you That's know just fun. The world always just lets special stuff fall, fall, fall in front of me. And I just, you know, it don't got to be nighttime for me to see a star. <laughs> Hear me? I'm like, what? I'm a modern day astronomer. I'm like, you, <laughs> let's go. I see it. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so that, that's my whole thing is, is, you know, I continue to do what I do as, as well as look out how I can improve people's lives around me, bro. As you're supposed modern to, man. You do what you do and you do it well. You know, no yeah. one could do, I'll, I'll do Gary Archer. I know that. I see it. I see it all over I your mean, You're like, Shh, I mean, it's just I me, it. though. Like, like I, I can't do hustle either. So that, that's the magic part is, is you know, when, when you understand who you are and do what you're good at and don't do what you're not. Like, I don't try to do shit I'm not good at. I try to find people good at it. Right. Because people good at something, it's usually easy for them to do it. And when it's not, when you're not good at something, it's usually hard for you to do it. So <laughs> I learned a long time ago, like, there's someone that loves doing something that you don't like doing. Let's find them. Yeah, let's get yeah, real quick. Let's, let's get, find them. Get them on the and you have a right couple now. of dollars to give them? They're excited. Like, what? You're going to let me call college radio for you? I was trying to get in the music business anyways. That's crazy. This yeah. everyone's name and number? Oh, yeah. This is what I should tell them? Like, like yo, like, I don't, even though I'm great at that, I don't got the time. Right. And that's like, like, older, we, our, our minds like, okay, I got, I'm gonna do this, that, and that, and I'm done. So you know, so my hype is the things that, that don't take magic that I've already done the magic and figured it out. I could actually teach someone else. Yeah. Like, yo, go do this. Like, hold on. Like, just because I, I know how to do graphics doesn't mean that's the best my time spent, right? That's, and and that's like, yo, my best time spent is is explaining something, showing someone something, and yeah. actually coming up with the strategy, not actually coding like bro like yo you know what i mean like we had the idea we had to find a coder i wasn't gonna learn coding that didn't make sense <laughs> that's real talk <laughs> man gary it's it's a pleasure man you you always inspired me to do great work man and you always do great work um when you back out in la i'll be out there um i was i'll be out there probably within the next month or so for sure bro i need to pull up on you yeah pull up on me man i you hit me with an email too i got it um yeah no doubt i think that was avi the one i sent you that was avi that's that girl okay. the um the Baker boys are gonna start playing the record this week okay that's what's up yeah man so when you, when you get touchdown bro please hit me absolutely absolutely I'm, i might be coming to the bay area i'm not sure exactly when it might be the first of the year or the end of this year well whenever it is you know this is what we do i know you there you know i'm here so at any time you don't need an invite you here and just gee i popped in i'm pulling up yes sir Gary, please give out your information, man, so people can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. No doubt. My name's Gary Archer, G-A-R-Y-A-R-C-H-E-R. -A -A -E on Instagram, it's Legend Gary Archer. 
on Twitter, it's Legend Gary. Um, but if you type in Gary Archer on Google, I'm I'm pretty much. He's a true legend, Gary. <laughs> Archer, Legend Gary. My show's called The Power Hour. I'm on tonight at 6 p.m. Um, I, I do it on my Instagram live as well as on the radio station's website. But you always want to watch me, man. You don't want to listen, man. You want to see it. You want to see the kid. See the kid breaking records, man. That's all. Artists, check out Gary Archer, man, on Instagram, YouTube, social media, everywhere across the board is Gary Archer, and he is a legend. Bay -yay. Man, I appreciate it. I love you, bro. Thank you yeah. for everything.